if you're targeting India. Don't come with one shop with solid. Build diversity into your DNA. Hello and welcome. I am your host Pratish Sanyal, and you're listening to the One Percent Project. Conversations that will help you understand how some of the smartest minds build, scale, and implement new ideas and ventures. If you enjoy these conversations, do share and subscribe. Thank you for the overwhelming response to the first episode. It was liked and shared widely, and I hope you enjoy the future conversations and share your feedback. My next guest is Amit Agarwal, founder of Okipoki and a growth expert. Okipoki is India's first interactive English learning app for vernacular preschool kids. He was also the head of YouTube India, where he grew the business from scratch to 100 million per annum revenue. In this conversation, Amit shares his views on how one needs to think about the Indian consumer and discusses the evolution of edtech and digital media in the last decade. We kick off this conversation with him, asking about the impact that covid has had on businesses economically and culturally i think covid is going to change a lot of things temporarily for sure uh, but there will be a huge segment of people who's going to begin to be more careful around a lot of things so if i'm in the business of selling insurances selling anything essentials selling anything that keeps people engaged creatively while they're at home i think i would be a happy entrepreneur or happy company so to speak of because their people's habits around these would change a lot what's also changing is around this whole b2b layer around saas companies with lots of productivity tools like slack or even zoom call on which we hosting this particular recording these tools are are seeing a huge change in terms of adoption because the whole country upon country has been forced to use these uh tools in a hurry uh, literally within less than a week i would say a lot of companies are just forced to adapt to this whole new demand for work from home culture so, so one of my friends she is head of hr and and she was talking to her boss and he was like what does hr need to change potential lockdown for next 3 months what all do you want to change as bphr what all do you want to change as a hiring culture because for seniors we've never hired before meeting them how do you do that similarly tools are evolving so for example tools with limitations and cap because they are scaling mm. like let's say whatsapp video chat or audio calls is limited to four mm. giving birth to many other tools and a lot of people are using zoom for audio calls only internationally because it scales beautifully but there are other apps somebody invited me to a house party app where yeah. you can do video chat with more people play games while you do that etc etc but that's gone insanely viral in my network i don't know what's the numbers globally so so things like that are beginning to change a lot on the flip side there are businesses that are getting eroded travel heavy businesses things which are very high experience high touch sort of higher end experiences sort of businesses around dining or maybe shopping mm-hmm. stuff like that they're getting really into a very bad phase and they just battling for survival one of my founder friends who was into travel business he just said okay for next 6 months or till the time things change i'm just going to do something pro bono because i really can't sustain this so he's let go of his team told them that hey this is all i can do and he's running 
errands for senior citizens in gurgaon hmm. and i think that's a beautiful value add i think it's also easy to monetize as a space so who knows that's a pivot time for some of these guys who were low on runway time uh, to go out and do this let's change gears talk about tv as a media habit i think newspaper has been hurt because it's physical but tv or anything that's been digitally delivered inside a household has gone through a trp massive boom mm-hmm. and and guys like netflix prime they've been busy launching titles upon titles here in india at a more rapid pace because literally people are running out of content that they can watch on ott apps and on tv it's all repeats now so that's that's creating more and more creative areas gaming has typically took off or uh, a lot of cause based products where content campaigns around cause somebody a good friend of mine in the startup ecosystem is running a whole campaign around feeding the people who are like below poverty line it's part of like a national thing and they've fed like about half a million meals totally pro bono totally on a private individual based funding initiative mm. and uh, and that's a great campaign that i'm proud of i think it's a it's a huge change just to summarize it and bring it together the way you do business is fundamentally changing the way you look at your risk appetite buffers when you planning your runway the way you plan your delivery the way you communicate with your users for services that are shut down like flipkart what kind of notification do you send to just keep your database to remember about you that you exist in their life so all of that has changed uh, dramatically and and sad to say but a lot of people have no and and this is a big differentiating time we hear that every crisis is an opportunity but i'm literally seeing it happen now because this is probably the biggest crisis i've seen in my whole life and that's changing for good about your assumptions around runway time the way you use your messaging the way you look at your product delivery mechanisms and so on you are founder of okipoki which is a kids education app and that is not a very simple thing because in india number of languages dialects start i would say probably from english and then it goes down right into sectors and states and provinces how would you actually define the indian consumer yeah that's a very complicated question see there is no one indian customer i when used to learn this framework earlier i used to talk about how when you slice india there is a very high end of india which is very close to let's say very developed country economy and there's a enough segment of that maybe 100 million plus people who act and behave no different than a typical new yorker or or a valley guy or, or any other developed market that you can proxy it out to then there is a huge middle class economy not just by necessarily income parameters but the social indicators also the way they consume products which is like the india india or the brazil part of india as we used to call it back in the day mm-hmm. and then there is a third segment uh, which is huge and different which is like below basic indices they're struggling for day to day life so we have all three in ample supply the second segment is literally about 4 500 million people it's not small and similarly the last one is also for five so you can literally find opportunities everywhere now because you asked the question more in context of okie pokie and how it's evolved in serving these children i think one of the fundamental rules that we've always followed is can you be really really specific and personal to a user at google i learned focus on the user and everything else will follow it's sort of gone into my dna because i've been using that that philosophy now for 14 years 
So when we're designing Okipoki for the first time, we were designing for vernacular children. Our first prototype rolled out with about three or four languages because we wanted to talk to their language that they care about. Specifically the kids, they're learning mother tongue first. We all know India is a bilingual or a trilingual uh, sort of a economy, specifically in the middle class bracket. There are at least two to three languages that they care about, English for sure, mother tongue for sure, and sometimes mom and dad come from different backgrounds and they put a third language and so on. Or they moved or relocated to a different city for careers and therefore a third or a fourth language also becomes important. So we always thought vernacular. Now, when you follow first principles of common sense around STP, segmentation, targeting, positioning, and, and therefore your communication, your life is very simple as a marketer, as a product guy, as a founder, because we followed this like simple things. Do our ads talk in the language of the user? Does a product talk in the language of the user? And these things help adoption. These things help us with feedback loop because people feel closer to us. We literally get like dozens upon dozens of videos every month where parents are voluntarily just sending out these clips of their child using video in a fun way. I'll give you an interesting story. So there is this family where this baby is just three years old. We launched a content around educating children about good practices, basic hygiene things around Corona and protecting that called Coronavirus book. Now this dad shoots this son of three years, Devansh, and Devansh is going on and on about how he's learned at Okie Pokey on how to protect self. And he's sort of become the kid teacher. I put that up on because I was so proud of that impact that we created with children that, and I find kids as teachers very, very cute because uh, they can be really simple. They can be really specific and they, they beat you down if you're shitting them, right? You can't complicate things for them. They're like, but you said this sort of a guy. So that was the experience. And and we're so proud of sending that out. I put that on my social and we literally got like almost 50,000 people to see my post. Wow. Uh, across LinkedIn and Facebook. And uh, that reach is phenomenal for that sort of content. Just voluntary posts. So mm-hmm. when you're specific, that organic virality follows, that every consumer app, every B2B app is looking out for. And that's the benefit. Similarly, we listen to data a lot. That's another principle that we follow. And then we find that earlier we would launch a different language after English and Hindi. We ended up moving to a different language because our data told us so. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, follow simple, basic common practices, it evolves. Now, going back to the real question you asked, how do you define the customer? I think there are various segments. India is uh, a bunch of diverse states, diverse groups. And as a product guy, as a marketer, if it's not in your philosophy to be more diverse, I think your product and your marketing campaign will struggle. I can share some numbers with you, for example. Yeah. In EdTech, if a typical CAC of getting a download in B2C space is for a free user is about 10 to 40 rupees, we never touch 10 rupees. We've been a tiny fraction of that. So when you follow common sense, uh, you get the rewards of that is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, and which is why I'm saying, build diversity into your DNA. If you're targeting India, don't come with one shop fits all. In fact, one of the biggest success stories of a Chinese import, TikTok, they went vernacular from day one. They not only went vernacular, they actually localized the product a lot. So if you go to their filters and other features uh, around which you can use for their content, there's so much of local content that's available. It's mind boggling. 
Yeah. And and no wonder that they just took off and took off beyond like the huge ad budget that they committed to. The product was insanely localized for local flavors and was very diverse from day one because they were not launching India. Mm. They were launching a prepared product for India, which meant, uh, I think on day one, they were ready with like some five or six languages and they have a lot more now. So language is the one clear filter. Second is, is a content making common sense. So why did we launch coronavirus book in English and Hindi, etc.? Because that is what's the talk of the town around the house. Mm. Today is Easter Sunday when we're talking. So my child has an, has an Easter worksheet from us. Very, very simple stuff around Easter because India is not a Christian first sort of a country. Hindus are the majority. So a lot of my users don't know about Easter. Mm. Uh, I think Christmas is more widely celebrated in India. Easter is relatively less. And, and therefore, we simplify that content. This is what the Easter story is. This is what egg symbolizes, this is what bunny is about and so on. And, and kids love it. So, so it's also about localizing, talking their language, talking the things that are happening around them, which makes a lot of sense. You talked about Okie Pokie and you talked about TikTok and how both the businesses are taking off in their own capacity. You headed YouTube from scratch to 100 million per annum revenue. How do you see the future of YouTube given TikTok and multiple other video streaming products are in the market in India? That's a tough one, but I'll give you the easy stuff. What's very obvious to me is video is so big. It's beyond YouTube, of course, already. And if you're going to videoify every single product, depending on how it works, like I'm surprised that Slack has not launched a Zoom-like meeting feature. It makes so much sense. Slack is for teams and teams are talking on, they could easily launch it and maybe they are, who knows. Similarly, if you're going to videoify everything, it's bound to create segments where no one product can fulfill the whole promise. Big products, they create a market like YouTube where UGC content becomes viral. A lot more creators are able to come on board and create great content. That was the original YouTube promise. That's what they've held good for. Mm -hmm. When Snap started, it started doing content very different slicing. The whole definition of VOD changed with them because, and that format went across to Facebook stories, Insta stories, and so on. Similarly, when TikTok started, they took the whole musically idea, by the way, which came from YouTube alumni. They wanted to do something different and disruptive in this space. Yeah. And how that, you know, after ByteDance took it over, became TikTok of today and, and just took off. I think there's probably space for a lot more over here. What we're beginning to see is very normal. So even if I talk globally or I just talk India, India is now like, you know, three to 400 million active users on internet. Mm-hmm. relatively more active due to COVID uh, more recently, but in general, fairly active. And that's bound to create segments and niches that you're not fulfilling. So I think YouTube is experimenting. Uh, there was a recent article that came out that they're planning to launch something TikTok-like, etc. I think, I don't know what's the right answer for YouTube there. I think they need to develop their core better, what they do really, really well, which is monetizing through ads. Can they do it better? They've been struggling with that last couple of years due to various reasons, GDPR, mm-hmm. the, the whole kids content crisis yeah, and the yeah. fine that they got in US. So, so they've been forced to adapt a lot on the core model. A lot of the creators are getting into more diverse platforms where it's easier to monetize for them mm-hmm. because they don't work on equal democratic principles, but more on the you know, selection basis, sponsorships. 
and deals. So Insta, for example, does not have an ad revenue share sort of formula yet, or Facebook or TikTok. They work on very different philosophies. TikTok also changed the whole creator DNA. They started very aggressively on what YouTube has been last few years doing very passively. I think they went one layer closer in implementing a creator campaign for each brand. So sort of becoming the creative agency layer without becoming an agency. So facilitation layer. YouTube has very often shy away from that. They don't go that far because I think the scale is huge. But they're forced to challenge that model now in the new economic model. As a product model, can they build better features around UGC content? Fake, duplicate content, copyright issues are a standard problem that they face forever. Mm. At scale, every platform is solving that. Even though Insta is owned by Facebook, Facebook is struggling with that too. Right? And, and that's, they just need to get insanely better and sustain their core around that. And I think they, they do it, but they do it with a very big company approach. So either they should start buying out players like TikTok, like Facebook does to Insta, which is a perfectly justified strategy, or they need to have the patience to cultivate a smaller experiments, allow it to grow. Now, honestly, a hundred billion dollar company, very hard to launch from scratch and, and, and watch organic growth. What's happening to YouTube kids, for example, if it was born in a startup and today YouTube was acquiring it or Google was acquiring it, they would have taken it really far. But because it, it, it's sort of uh, clouded by the fact it's, it's a video product first with the asset of YouTube database of content, I think that strength becomes its limitage because now you're not playing with the product format in a significant way. It's a great time product. It has a very steady, huge audience. But why are they not able to break into 100 million sort of an MAU or a DAU bracket? I think that's where the problem is. They tried the gaming experience separately and so on. So, so I think patience to grow it to a level where it becomes 100 million MAU plus app uh, from scratch is really hard as a corporate. What's infinitely more easier is to acquire a musically turn into TikTok with your capital, with your resource base. I expect that to happen a lot more. So there's lots happening around sports experiences, kids technology where I operate in Okipoki and, and so on. There's a lot happening there. But it takes some laser focus to nurture it, grow it to a certain level frugally on organic principles before uh, big money power begins to impact. And I see that happening a lot more. Specifically, what I've been really impressed with the short time in which TikTok has taken off, I've actively written about on my social about the fabulous revenue engagement trajectory is still low in terms of number of hours. But that's also a bit of format play here. YouTube has enough of a long form content now uh, versus TikTok. But uh, number of users, active users, their retention, their repeat usage, their monetization, I think it's been phenomenal. So I'm a big fan of the TikTok journey as much as I'm a fan of the YouTube journey. But I think where it's beginning to happen is YouTube now has to deal with a more diverse world than where they started. Where they started was there was a Netflix and there was a YouTube and everybody else was trying to play a blend of that. When you were launching a Disney Plus or a Hotstar, you were basically playing between these two philosophies. That's fundamentally not true anymore. I think video will go through significant evolution now. Musically, sort of DNA is one approach that has worked. There'll be dozens more. Do you think for Indians, 
the cable TV or Tata Sky content is going to move on to YouTube and they're just going to connect to the internet, to the smart TVs. I think just going back to diversity principle in India, there's going to be enough user base for people who are going to stream their OTT apps onto a smart TV. That base exists today. Mm-hmm. They're using it, whether you as a brand are tracking it or not. So very categorical, crisp answer is yes, there's enough of that that's happening. On the other side, there's enough of the other kind of users who are not moving to smaller TVs and streaming. So I think we'll have both. But given the fact that internet is still relatively a new media, its growth rates will be far more impressive than traditional TV. But uh, TV is no way by no means on a reduced usage as a result. There will be enough people who cut the cord, so to speak of. There'll be enough people who refuse to cut the cord. There'll be enough people who are not consuming Netflix content today in India, even though they have a fabulous collection. They've actively worked on the India strategy, etc., on content side. I want to understand how do you see Coursera in India? Coursera specifically, I think in education as a space, India is a country, an economy in transition. So what happened was pre-independence. Sorry, I'm going a little bit back in history. For a couple of hundred years, we being a British colony, a lot of our local education institutions got destroyed during that journey. One of the positive things of that is Britishers gave us English, which is a more global language in in today's era than before. And, And that became a huge asset. But that eroded access to education for about a majority of it. And that was the task post-independence that the governments for the first 50 years were building the case of. Now, as a result, what has happened is because of us being a developed economy, question of prioritization of resources, there's a huge supply gap. We've not been able to invest enough in education institutions. We all know about IITs. But uh, IITs, even after expansion, is probably about 20 in number. And uh, there are probably like more than 20,000 colleges in engineering, if not more. We don't even talk about the next 200. Forget the whole Mm 20,000. Because the quality is really questionable. And same thing is true about schools, including early childhood education. And then the things that we've just not solved yet. Now, you map it back to the fact that India has huge aspirations because of awareness, media, growing incomes in the last 20, 25 years, more maybe about 30 years of fabulous GDP growth. Now, started in 90s. And uh, the aspirations are really high. And Indian parents, they see education as the tickets to future. So edtech is bound to boom. It's waiting for good experiences. There's space for like 1,000 Baijus in India. Mm-hmm. China's already proven that. They had similar gaps, similar aspiration gaps, and they've been able to fill it with a massive edtech ecosystem growth. In India, that's just beginning to happen. If you look at all the edtech deals in 2019 and 2020 so far, despite COVID, I think it's just accelerating and accelerating. We'll probably have a thousand unicorns coming out of it over the next 10 years. Now, some of it might be feeding Americans because there's a gap there also. Some of it might be feeding other emerging economies. But a lot, of that, a lot of them will be inward focused and so on. Coursera operates specifically in the age group of 18 plus, 18 to 30, if I can call it. A lot of people were prepared by inadequate uh, education supply chain, or like I said, 90% plus of education system is struggling for quality because of underinvestment. 
and and today because of scale because you cannot scale human high quality human beings for good but you can through you know democratic means on internet distribute great quality content coursera fits in there because these people are hitting the workforce and struggling i am a big fan of upgrad which is launched by a veteran in my youtube world and phenomenal progress that they've been making and the impact they're making they're actually saying that can we make the graduate workforce of this country more employable or if you're already employed can we move you up the value chain in terms of the kind of jobs you can afford to do we've not even scratched the surface yet in your so hungry at higher ed you launch half a good quality product just half it's going to go through the roof and we're waiting for those startups to emerge it's a great and humongous opportunity lot of low hanging fruits in the education ecosystem very very easy to monetize that space as well so very overtly bullish answer to what you said but yes like i said earlier can you be vernacular can you be local can you apply to careers of today and not what school is teaching you which nothing has changed for last 30 years at a school level um, there's enough that's changed as nothing has changed both are equally true uh, when i say that so thank you very much thank you so much for inviting me You can find the show notes for this episode and every other episode on one percent dot live. If you enjoy this conversation, share it on social media and leave a review. See you next time.